0: that answer is a little long, so I would like to use that as a form to discuss, to uh, prepare for communion. And our meditation will be then on this, on these three points that we just read. So the question was, what belongs to a prayer which pleases God and is heard by Him? In other words, how do we pray in a way that pleases the Lord? How do we pray in a way that we are confident that He will hear and He will approve? And it's appropriate to ask that question as we come to the table of the Lord, the Lord instituted this as a means of grace, uh, to be kept as a means of grace uh, to His church. Uh, he, he pours out His grace as we come each week. And uh, just as He gave uh, grace, just as He gives us grace in the table, He gives us grace in prayer. And He gives us grace as we come to His Word. So in our answer, we saw the three parts, and the first of that of those was we must, from the heart. Call upon the one true God only, who has revealed himself in his word for all that he has commanded us to pray. Psalm 62.8 says, Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. We're to pour out our heart to him. We're to call upon him from our heart. And this is the heart cry of his people. We must pour out our hearts to the one we know is the only true God, the living God, and he is our refuge and strength. We are crying out to the God of all creation, who revealed himself in his word, and then we are to pray, it says, for all that he has commanded in his word. That's how we are to pray. That's what we are to pray. And I mentioned uh, this morning that little book uh, that Ligonier put out. Again, I would encourage you to um, pour out your heart to him, and I believe that is a helpful little booklet in that. Psalm 37 says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. The ant- the definition of prayer in the shorter catechism is prayer is an offering up of our desires unto God for things agreeable to him. So we're offering up our prayers uh, in ways that are agreeable to him, in other words according to his word. And at the end of that it says in the name of Christ with confession of our sins and thankful acknowledgement of his mercies. But prayer is an offering up of our desires unto God. Those things that are agreeable to his will. Well second the second point was we must thoroughly know our need and our misery, it says, so that we may humble ourselves before God. And I often think of Revelation three seventeen. It says, For you say, I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing, not knowing that you are wretched, pitiable, or miserable, poor, blind, and naked. And I often think of that when I think of the Japanese and someone asks me, how, how did it go in telling the gospel over there? Well, I think in many ways, they, they, were, they felt they were in the first group there. You know, they thought, oh, we are rich, we prosper, they're a very wealthy country, and we need nothing. That's what a lot of them would say to me. I don't need anything, really. Not knowing that they are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. And for us to come rightly before the Lord in prayer, we must also acknowledge we are in great need. And we can't save ourselves. We must come to our Savior with humility. And the Lord declares in Isaiah 66, the kind of people, again, he hears. And he said, this is the man to whom I look, or this is the person to whom I will look, he who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. In the Shorter Catechism, it actually has a question related to misery. And it says, what is the misery of sin? It has five, several points. First of all, all mankind, by their fall, lost communion with God. So we lost communion with God. And then it says, we are under his wrath and curse, and so made liable to all miseries in this life, to death itself and to the pains of hell forever. And so by His grace, though, in the Lord Jesus Christ, we can now have a renewed communion with Him. And we are not under His wrath and curse because the Lord took that upon Himself for us on the cross. But we still have some of the miseries of this life, and we still die physically, yet we have the promise of eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord, and we have the promise of glorified bodies awaiting us, And we have his constant presence with us now. The joy of his presence now. And his spirit is our counselor and our comforter. And his grace abounds over our sin. Praise God. And we will never know the pains of hell because the penalty of our sin was paid for completely, perfectly, by the Lord Jesus on the cross. And then the third point, it said, we must rest on this firm foundation that although we do not deserve it, God will certainly hear our prayer for the sake of Christ our Lord as He has promised in His Word. We must have this certainty as we come before Him in prayer. And again, I think of 1 John 5, and it says, Now this is the confidence or the certainty, the surety. This is the confidence that we have in Him, in the Lord Jesus, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. What a promise the Lord God has given us. And I was just talking, Ken Hell and I were talking this week, and we were thinking about how the Lord, the great grace the Lord gives us as we pray. And we both were thinking of George Mueller and how he had great confidence in his prayers, even very specific prayers. Our Lord God hears us, brothers and sisters, as we pray, because we come in the name of Jesus by his merits, by his sacrifice by his work of redemption. So we should have confidence in him and in his name. And we pray in his name each week as we come uh, to the Lord's table that we might live in the grace that he imparts as we come in in obedience. That grace which he gives to us in this communion with him and also uh, the grace that he gives us as we pray according to his word. So let's pray now that we will rejoice as we come to this table, that he is a God of grace. Let's pray. Dear God of grace, you are the one true and living God, and we ask that you would teach us to pray and enable us by your precious spirit to cry out to you with our whole heart and according to your precious word. May we humble ourselves as we remember the misery from which you have saved us, due to our own rebellion. I thank you, Lord, for the means of grace that you have given to us and that you have called us to your table to be refreshed and to be restored in grace, that we might be able to walk in the Spirit, that we might be able to serve you. Oh, Lord, may we walk in the certainty that if we ask anything according to your will, you hear us. And because we are in Christ by your grace, we ask these things in the name of, of Jesus our Savior. Amen.